Job's not finished. Job finished? I don't think so. Hey everyone, hope you're doing well and thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Jobs Not Finished podcast. Now this week I have a good friend of mine, uh, someone that I knew a long time ago and it's really nice to reconnect with them. They're doing great things, uh, growing as a musical artist and I wanted to bring them on and kind of pick their brain on their creative process and I'm excited that they made the time to come through. They're extremely busy, man. I'm really grateful that you made the time to come through. But big shout out to Hav. Thank you so much, Hav, for being here. How are you, man? Thank you for having me, man. I'm, I'm great, man. I'm doing amazing. That's good to hear. And I know you just released uh, an EP as well, correct? Is that recently? How long ago was that? Uh, I believe it was three months, uh, around three, two months ago. Three, yeah. mo- three months ago, released an EP. I'm following you on Instagram and you're yeah. doing live performances. He's, he just told me before uh, we started that he has a performance tonight in Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, man, were you making music? In, so we went to the same high school for those that don't know. I would just love a quick background on, <laughs> yeah. were you making music back then? It just slipped past me. I don't remember. Yeah, this. no, I, I, was, I was. I was dabbling in it. Um, never took it serious at the time. You know, Izzy, he was with uh, Petey and Craze and they had good music. I believe, yeah, I believe it was good music. They had a real music. Um, and I used to rap with Izzy here and there, but I never felt like I was ready to, you know, release anything. God. I knew the first time that I release, I want to come out strong. Um, so it took some time. It took some time, but I was always rapping. I was started rapping. I started writing rhymes around like middle school. Oh, wow. Wow. Um, I never knew this. And then high school started, you know, dabbling and recording a little bit. And it wasn't until six months ago where I decided to be like, you know what? It's time. And I just went into the studio and I started doing, you know, I started doing the EP. And I don't want to put you in a box, but would you say you're more of hip hop rap or are you kind of open? You can see yourself going into, because now, you know, yeah. you see people like Machine Gun Kelly who's going in and out of yeah. you know, the genre. Yeah, so yeah. where do you see yourself with that? Um, So I wouldn't say, I, I wouldn't say, that's my, that's what I, you know, mainly work on. Um, but as eight to five has, you know, I have the boom bap, I have R and B, I have I have, you know, I have an urban, you know, Latino track in there where I just it's just Spanish. Um so I wouldn't just, you know, characterize myself yeah. as just, you know, a hip hop artist. Um I just believe that I'm an artist, whatever I feel at that moment, I feel like it would be good for the project or for, you know, a song and if it sounds sonically pleasing, it's what comes out. I know everyone goes through this phase, and I know you mentioned too earlier where you're like, yeah, I was writing in middle school, and everyone kind of, you know, you're listening to Eminem, at least for me, I'm listening to Eminem, listening to Lupe, and I'm like, yeah. I could do this, I'm writing yeah. rhymes and stuff, but it's hard. It's hard to keep a <laughs> melody, it's hard to keep a flow, it's hard to make a yeah. song sound good. And I'm not gonna lie, on eight to five, you have like back-to-back songs that are like, this is catchy. Man, this is, I remember when I first played it out loud, my sister was sitting with me, and my brother was playing, sitting with me, and I'm just playing it, I'm like, what you guys think about this? I'm about to have them on the podcast. and. We're listening to him. I'm like, man, this is good. Like, this is creative music. Like, not creative, but like creative, but catchy. Catchy is the yes. word. Like, it's catchy. So, how do you do that? Because it's not easy. Um, I don't know. Like, to be honest with you, I, <laughs> I really don't know. Um, I have this thing whenever I'm in an album making mode. Um, I don't record. I cannot make music at normal timing. Like, I, I normally start writing around two in the morning, three in the morning. And that's where I'm the most creative is when I'm alone. There's no one I could text. There's no one I could call. 
because everyone's sleeping. Um, so it's just me, myself, and just my mind. Um, and that's where I start listening to instrumentals. And what I do is I have this process where I don't like to write. I feel like when you're writing, you're forcing stuff. Um, you're forcing ideas that are not there at the moment. So what I like to do is I'll put the instrumental. I have a home studio as well um, where I do my drafts. And 3 o'clock in the morning, I put, you know, I set it up and I listen to the instrumental and whatever comes out, comes out. And whatever I like, I keep. Whatever I don't, I dispose of it. And then we just add on until the song is finished. And so uh, we mentioned earlier with your EP 8 to 5. I thought that was an interesting name because obviously it's similar to like the 9 to 5 grind and like that 8 yep. to 5 grind. Is that what that's a play on or kind of where did that inspiration come from for that name? <clears throat> it's so, it's, it's very, uh, it had a personal meaning. Uh, so that month of eight was, uh, was I went through, I went through a breakup. I lost my job and I went through a breakup at the same time. Um, all around the same month. Wow. Um, so it's the number of the month is considered eight. Mm -hmm. Uh, five was the number of the month of when I released the project. So from that month to this month, I grown to become this person. Um, so that's the main reason for that title um, is just showing growth as a person. Wow, now that's yeah. amazing. I would not have put that together. Uh, especially it does yeah. have that kind of double meaning as well. Did you yeah. see that too? Did yeah, you? so that's why, I don't know if people notice, but on the track list, it starts off very hyped and it's just like everything is perfect. But from the end, the last song is Work It Out, which is just, just me going through my mental, like it's, it's, it's things that people go through and it's just showing that we start off at this pinnacle on the top and it just gradually goes down, um, which I did it on purpose due to the fact that I want to continue that same storyline on the next project that I release. Um, and I just, yeah, that's that's what it came up to. Plus eight or five is, it's like a, it's like a work shift. So, <laughs> It also has that meaning as well, you know. It's I'm working like this is this is what I do. I don't take it as a game. I don't take it as a joke. This is this is my profession, and this is what I I love to do. Now, some people when they go through that whole, as you mentioned, you went through a breakup, you yeah. lost your job. It's tough times. Obviously, we're in the middle of COVID as well. Um, I'm, I'm not sure if the pandemic played a role in that, but they can. It's easy to get boxed up and closed out and not be productive. So, how did you kind of go the opposite direction and use that as fuel? Because um, it could have gone either way, right? Yeah. Um, to be honest, I kind of, as crazy as it sounds, I kind of am grateful for that uh, because it woke me up. I was so okay with just working the regular nine-to-five shift, you know, wearing the, you know, going into the office, yeah. clocking <laughs> in, you know, doing regular customer service work, and it was just okay with me. Just yeah. as long as I was getting paid, you know, my 19 an hour, I was okay with it. I had to realize it was like this isn't life. I just got fired. I just got let go. And then after that, you know, I go through this breakup. There has to be more, you know, to life. Um, so I'm thinking about it. I'm like, rather than me sitting here feeling sorry for myself, let's let's work. Let's get this and let's do what we always wanted to do. There's no there's nothing holding us back. It's now or never. You already have nothing to lose. You might as well just go ahead and just throw yourself in here. 
So I invested everything that I had, all my savings and everything that I've had into this. Not knowing, just I just bet it on myself. I doubled down on myself and it was the best investment that I've ever made in my life. Because it put me in so many positions in six months. I started doing music. The project only been out and it's been out for two months. I already, what, it's already been played on radio. It's been played in multiple clubs. I got featured in, you know, New Jersey's magazine, you know, as a, you know, top upcoming artist. It's, it's a lot of stuff that I never thought, you know, I'll manage to. And then I got that song with Bodega Bams. I never thought <laughs> that I'll have a song with Bodega Bams. Um, and it's, it's, it's a blessing. It's a blessing. And that's why I always, it seemed chaotic and it seems bad. And a lot of people are like, oh, my God, I feel bad for you. But it's like, no, like this was, it was actually one of the best things to happen to me. Because it woke me up and it's, we get, we get very, as humans, we get very comfortable. Yeah. Um, especially when we get in a relationship and we, we're making 18 an hour or 19 an hour, we get very complacent with what we have. And I was, I fell into that trap of being complacent and just, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. I just needed to wake up and it was the perfect wake up that I needed. And it's just, because with COVID and everything happening, it's just like. You yeah. Lose. Not everybody. Uh, so definitely props for you. I know you said people were saying they feel bad, but now I'm happy for you, man, because not everybody has that realization in life where they're like, this isn't it. I got to do what I want, what I love to do, right? Some people get yeah. stuck doing what they don't love doing. Yeah, and I, I realized that. I used to talk to people and they used to like complain about the job. I'm like, how long you been here? They're like, yeah, you know, I've been here 10 years or I've been here eight years. I'm like, dude, so you've been here eight to 10 years doing something that you absolutely hate. You wake up every morning and you're like, I hate this. Mm-hmm. There has to be more to life. Like there definitely has to be more to life. And I realized I was I made it clear to myself that I'm not gonna be that person. If I'm gonna live my life, I'm gonna make sure that I wake up every morning loving what I do. Mm-hmm. And it's not I don't regret it. I don't mind waking up early in the morning, you know, to rehearse because I have a show coming up or to go to the studio because I have this project I have to release. I don't mind none of that. Um it's it's something that I'm very appreciative of, that yeah. I, I was able to do what I love to do. And I wake up every morning and get to do it. Yeah, I mean, there's beauty in like the circumstances, right? Everything happened for a reason, and now yeah. you are where you are. Yeah. Now, you mentioned earlier that you got fired from your job. Yeah. But now, technically, this now what you're doing is a job where you can't really get fired, right? You're doing what yeah. you're doing. You mm-hmm. This is on you. But we did go through a phase with the pandemic where venues are shut down, you can't really perform, you can't go out and yeah. do much. Um, so how do you see that? Well, how was that kind of period for you? Um, it was kind of rough. It was kind of rough because venues weren't doing anything. Um, but clubs are open. Mm-hmm. And that would kept me relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, I always tell people, as an artist, a lot of people get it confused and they think that Part of being an artist is being cool with other artists, and it's not the way it works. It's you have to be cool with everyone around that business. It's a business at the end of the day. Um, I'm lucky enough that I have you know good friends that are DJs and they're, they're like family to me. Like it's, but I always tell people you need to get to know these people, but don't do it as a way that is not genuine. If you're gonna know them, know them genuinely. You know, in a personal base, base, tell you how you're doing. You give them a call when they're not working. You're like, hey, you want to hang out? Um, 
and I was lucky enough to to have that connection with DJs and and be friends with certain DJs that spin my stuff and spin spin my tracks at certain clubs and it, it helped me out. It helped me out a lot. So how do you go about that? I apologize for yeah, no no. So how do you go about that if um like let's say I'm starting off, right? I want to make music tomorrow, but I don't have those connections. And I go to a club. Can I just go up to a DJ? Like I, I, obviously I'm not in the club scene. Yeah. But I mean, I imagine you can. Um, I never wanted to be that person that <laughs> that goes up to them or tries to pay to get my my track played. I wanted them to play if they play it because they genuinely see something special in it, not because they know me or because I paid them to play. Um, every time my song gets played in the club, it's because they choose to. It's not because you know I slid them money or because I asked them to. Mm-hmm. It's because they genuinely felt like at that moment, at that time, that song was gonna fit that that atmosphere. Um, so to me, that was that was really important from the jump. I didn't want favors. Like I didn't want to be like, oh, you do me this favor, do me this solid. Um, I just want them to listen to the song and if they like it, they play it. If they don't, it's okay. Now, sometimes it's really hard for people. Like, there are artists that probably you even know that are very underground that are so good, but mm-hmm. they're not getting spinned and they're not getting played. And it's hard to get to the ears yeah. of those people. So how would you, like, what advice would you give to somebody about that kind of getting yourself out there? Like, because you've been successful. You mentioned you're playing at clubs. You're playing in these on the radio, which congratulations. Thank you, thank you. And, thank I, you. I mean, I've seen some of your performances as well, so it's yeah. crazy to see. But what advice would you have for someone that's, like, not, the doors aren't opening for them? Um, it. it determines you know on what they're doing um there's a lot um i speak to my brother a lot about this a lot we we have at least two conversations a week three conversations a week about this uh online presence is important it's hard to connect with an artist when you don't know who that artist is as a person you see um that's that's really important you know to make yourself out there I think one of the main reasons why people like Penny and Craze is due to the fact that they're very relatable and you know them, you see them, they have a presence, they make great music, um, but most importantly, their presence is amazing. Once they're there, you know that they're there. And I think that that's important, especially when you do shows. Um, we did the show in Philly, and it's something that I took from it. I took it and I, I realized it um, once Petey and you know Craze got on stage and they did their thing. A presence you could feel it mm. so that's the difference I, I feel like you need to have a presence um and once again it's it's connection I, I believe love is love once you show love you'll receive it um i feel like a lot of rappers are stuck in their ways where they feel like they're the best rapper and they feel like they don't want to talk to nobody else yeah. <laughs> i'm like dude you need to stop like this this is nonsense yeah um i'm blessed enough to have a team around me that everyone shows love. And if I have this connection with Bodega Bams and I know somebody wants that, you know, connection, I'll go ahead and I'll slide them, you know, the contact information. Oh, well. And it's like that. I think that's the only way it's going to work. Speaking more about your specific field now with music and you're a creative artist, but sometimes creative blocks happen where, you know, you're, you're, it looks like you're hitting your head against the wall and you can't get past a certain obstacle or you can't finish a song or you don't know what the right way to go about it is. How do you kind of get yourself out of that space and move forward when you are discouraged creatively? Sometimes, sometimes I go, I won't get on the song for like, I'll leave it away for like three months, um, three, four months, and I'll go back to it. 
and sometimes I come back and uh, I finish the song. But I started realizing that sometimes when I get an instrumental that comes my way and I can't write to it, it's not genuinely because I can't think about nothing. It's just because my mood doesn't fit that instrumental at the moment. So whenever my mood fits that instrumental is the time that I'll revisit it and I'll be able to write. Sometimes we try to force emotions on a song and it's impossible to force, you know, happiness when you're depressed or yeah. depression when you're completely happy. Mm. It's just impossible. It's never going to come out organic. Um, so I believe in just giving everything time and doing it when it's time to do it. Stop forcing it. Mm. Um, if I can't come up with something, I don't break my head on it no more. I put it, you know, I put it away. And I'm like, when I feel like writing to this, I'll, I'll write to it. Until then, it's going to be here. Now, with all these different collaborations that you've been working on, uh, different kinds of music, as you said, you are a creative artist. I would love to know what inspires you or what kind of artists were the ones that were kind of inspirations for you growing up, if there were any. Wow, that's a good one. That's a good one. I really don't look up to any artists. It's, it's weird. Um, do I listen to some artists that I have, like, that are my favorites? Yeah, you know, I, I definitely like Jada Kiss, um, you know, Nas. Um, but I'm mainly into, you know, artists from here. Um, you know, Sue Surf, Mr. Chicken, uh, PD and Craze. I, I even listen to Izzy's, you know, projects. It's, it's, it's things that inspire me just because we go through the same thing because we, we are we're around the same area. Yeah. So to me, it, it really inspires me to see what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, I really don't look at the bigger guys. Cause they, it's, it's just I can't relate. Yeah. Um, but when I see Petey talk about what he goes through and Craze talk about what he goes through, or Izzy, for example, um, it's it's easier for me to relate to it because I come from those grounds. Mm -hmm. Um, but I can't relate to you know. <laughs> I can't relate to what, you know, the Migos are saying. I yeah. don't live that lifestyle. That's mm -hmm. not what I, I do. Mm -hmm. I, I don't have, you know, Bugatti sitting outside yeah. and, you know, a million dollar house. Like, um, So to me, I, I listen to more of the, the little guys, the people that people don't really listen to, which they should because yeah. I feel like they got more to say. The little guys for now, they're on the come up though. Yeah, most definitely. What's the, if you don't mind me asking, what is the outlook as an artist? I was speaking to someone, and I was just speaking to someone recently about mm -hmm. this too, where they say it's like winning the lottery, right? Where when you actually, you see a lot of these big artists, but in reality, there's so many more that don't make it. Mm -hmm. So it's like winning the lottery when you actually make it and you're big and like those artists that you mentioned, the, the big guys. So what do you see the outlook as music? Because the barrier of entry isn't that strong, right? Anyone can really start making music, not good music, but anyone yep. can really start making music. I'm sure you see that. But... Um, so yeah, how does that work? You know, what, what's the outlook on that? Um, it feels it feels amazing, but it's like what you said. Anybody can do music. It's not necessarily good music. I was just talking to Izzy about that too. <laughs> we were just talking about that. Um, yeah, anybody can get a mic. Anybody can make music. Um, doesn't mean that it's gonna be good music. Mm -hmm. Um, but when you do make something that's special and you know that you have that talent, it is like winning the lottery because it's something. that no one can take away from you. Yeah, and it's amazing seeing the journey through, like I follow you on social media, seeing that through your stories and through your posts, and I'm like, wow, I, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm rooting for him. I, I'm seeing him do great things. I want to keep moving Thank forward. You. So 
But obviously, social media is where we show the highs, right? Yeah. And we talked a little bit about the lows um, earlier in the podcast, but I'm curious about what has been the toughest part of your journey so far uh, from, you know, when you started making music up until today? Dealing with the breakup. Dealing with the breakup. You know, it's it's hard because there's a lot of personal going on. Um, while you're trying to maintain this image of you being okay. You have to go to studios. You got to be okay. You got to record a song. You got to be okay. You got to meet people at the clubs. You got to be at the clubs when you don't even want to be at the club because you're emotionally f***ed up. But you got to be okay. And it's it's that's the toll that it takes. It's just you have to suppress your feelings to make everybody else feel better. And it's it's one of the hardest things that were for me because I'm going through so much, but no one knows, and I got to keep it quiet. Mm-hmm. Um because they don't know what's going on in my personal life. They just know what's being displayed, which is the album dropping and the Bodega Band feature and, and <laughs> the, you know, doing the shows and all that. But nobody knows what I'm going through, you know, mentally and just personally. So it's, it's hard. It's hard. It's, it's definitely one of the most difficult things is dealing with personal issues. Um, you know, I, I got family issues, you know, grandmother sick, dealing with the breakup. Um, it's just, it's just... Yeah, day-to-day stuff is just life how do you with all that going on i'd love to know avoid burnout i don't i honestly don't know i i honestly don't know how to do it this like now where we're working on the new project um it's we go to the studio we leave studio to go to the club we leave the club around three four in the morning go home get like two three hours four hours of sleep do it again um I don't know how I avoid it. I, I guess my body just got used <laughs> to it. Um, I don't, I can not tell you the last time I had a good night rest. Like, I, I can't tell you that. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I guess my body just got accustomed to it and it just, it, it just works. From the outside looking in, I mean, I, I, I was thinking about this a long time ago too because we discussed this a few weeks ago coming on the podcast and I'm seeing your stories and you're in one place then... And a few hours later, I look at your story, you're in another place, and you're here, you're there, you're there. It's just, I'm like, man, this guy's all over the place. Even today, you're going to go from here, which we're in Jersey, pretty deep in Jersey. You're going to yeah. go to Brooklyn. So yeah. it's like, man, so so I was like, man, I, I want to ask this guy how he avoids burnout. But it, your hard work <coughs> is showing that it's uh, it's paying off. You know, the hard work yeah. is paying off, and you're moving forward as an artist. But so Hav, the way we like to end this podcast is via a random trivia question. You're not expected to know the answer. Um, so if you get it wrong, it's totally fine. Right. But um, once I ask the question, I will monitor 20 seconds for your answer. And I think so far only one person has gotten that trivia question right. So it's just a fun way to kind of close right. it out, right? Um, my favorite song on the EP, currently, currently, because it probably changes, yeah. right, if I listen to it, it's, it's Slide. <laughs> Anyone, whatever you're doing, pause the podcast right now, look at 8 to 5 and listen to Slide. It's fire. Um, but it shares a song title, just a song title, nothing else, with a song by Calvin Harris, uh, which is Slide featuring Frank Ocean and uh, Migos. My question is, how many monthly listeners does Calvin Harris receive on Spotify? Wow. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I know it's in the millions, right? Definitely. Do you have any blind guesses? You shot in the dark. It has to be the millions. He's such a use, you know, he's global. Um, I say monthly at least, like minimum, has to be at least like 10 mil, at least. 10 million? So monthly, he's receiving 42 million listeners. 
So yeah, I was kind of surprised by that too. I'm like, yeah. dang, I didn't know he was that big. But yeah, you're yeah, right. He's he is big. Global. He's global. He's global. global. Man, but again, man, I just to wrap it up. I really appreciate everything you yeah. dropped. I will link your social media. Anything you want to link uh, down below for people listening on YouTube, it will be in the description. If you're listening to um, a, a, on a podcast platform, it will be in the description of the podcast. Um, the artist name is Hav. You can find him on Spotify. J A V. The EP is titled Eight to Five. But thank you so much, Hav, for coming on. <laughs> I really appreciate your time, me. man. I appreciate it, man. Take care.